2: Janelle Miraz hooper is the author of Geronimo's Laptop, a captivating historical fantasy novel. In this imaginative tale, Geronimo, armed with a magical laptop, shares the history of Apaches and seeks President Theodore Roosevelt's support to return his people to their homeland. And Janelle is on the line with us here. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. I'm excited. (laughs) This is the closest I'll ever get to London, Toby.
2: Oh, is it? And you're still about an hour's flight out, I'm afraid, but it's close enough.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'll settle for it because (laughs) I've always been interested in London and the museums there. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia is one of my favourite topics to read about. And I know that he has some museums there that have, you know, some exhibits in the museums that have things that treasures that he's collected.
2: Wow. Your book is, of course, called Geronimo's Laptop. Can you tell us more about the concept behind the
1: book? I was contacted once by a Hollywood actor who wanted me to write a script for him about Geronimo. And, you know, I was bored from writing novels and I just told my husband, you know, want to do something different. And then this email came in. So I told him I would write the show and it was on the road for a while and we got shut down by COVID. So I decided to to take another angle and write more about Geronimo. There's a lot about Geronimo after he got to the reservation that a lot of people don't know. They don't know how clever he was. They don't know how well he adapted. And they just think of him as somebody that goes around, you know, killing settlers. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to tell the other side of Geronimo.
2: And how did you come up with the idea of using a laptop to enable time travel?
1: Well, it took some thought. <laughs> I was, I was stuck. I had a man on a reservation. And he was. That's that's a prison. They call it a reservation. It's a prison, an outdoor prison. And uh, there was no way to really get any action there. And so I got the idea that if he had a laptop, then he could slide backwards in Apache history and stay at the present, and also go forward in what was going to happen to the Apaches, you know, later on. And. I started writing it and uh, I told a couple of people and they just looked at me like I was a little bit crazy. <laughs> but it really, it really worked for me.
2: And obviously it's a fiction novel. So how did you balance the fiction parts and the historical accuracy?
1: Well, that part was easy. I call it a historical fantasy fantasy. And the historical part is true, Toby. I, you know, dressed it up as a novelist would, but the history part is true. The fantasy part comes in with the use of the laptop because, let's face it, not many Indians on the reservation had a laptop in those days.
2: (laughs) Not many, no. Because it's historical fantasy, does it kind of allow you to maybe get away with stuff? If you did make a few slight mistakes in terms of historical accuracy, you can turn around and go, well, it's historical fantasy so that was deliberate
1: <laughs> well i really have only fudged on one area and that is i introduced a person at the very end of the book that was uh, really true in the newspapers but i fudged it on time because she actually came after geronimo had passed away oh. but i wanted i wanted to uh Uh, put her in there because I thought that I might do a sequel story about her later on. And so I, I did fudge on that. But the rest of the stuff Toby is so amazingly accurate, you wouldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, because you've put her towards the end of the book, does that mean that you kind of have to do a sequel now? Maybe her introduction might not make sense otherwise, why it's there?
1: I don't think that I have to, but I would like to because it goes into... Things that people are interested in now, space travel, and aliens, and different approaches that cultures had to uh, space and what was going on. And how did she get there? You know, And so it opens up a whole avenue. That's one of my interests is uh, anthropology and archaeology. So I get to play with that a little bit. But I right now, right now, Toby, I tell everybody that I'm on an author sabbatical Ooh. because I've written 10 books and I don't want to say I've retired. Yeah. I don't really believe I've retired. No writer retires until they die. Yeah. But... uh, uh I just call it a a sabbatical and I'm going to rest a little bit and think about it, make some notes and do some research and who knows, maybe in the fall I'll start it.
2: And when you're on a sabbatical, I don't know if you've done one before, but does it ever feel, when you get back into writing, like it's maybe like starting over and it's quite difficult because you're out of the habit?
1: I don't know, Toby, (laughs) I have never done it before. (laughs) I work six days a week lots of times and sometimes in the evening because I really love what I do. And I just can't wait to get to the computer. It's not work for me. So I don't mind doing it. In fact, it's the only thing I really enjoy doing.
2: For a lot of writers that maybe say that they don't enjoy the writing process, or maybe they only enjoy parts of it, and maybe they do it for the end goal. But I suppose you're enjoying every single part of it, which must be fun.
1: I really do. It is all that. For one thing, I'm a reader, and I can read when I'm researching and call it work. I mean, how good is that? And I read everything. And all of the parts, the reading, the research, the outline, all of that is fun for me. Do you think that if you
2: didn't enjoy it, it would be more difficult to get a book finished?
1: Well, I had an experience like that. So I know that is true. I used to be in art school and I had paintings that I would work on and work on and work on. And you know, watercolor is very tricky, Toby. Some people have a gift and I wasn't one of them. Yeah, But I would Put the uh, painting up on the wall and after it was framed, and I would think what part about this did I enjoy? And actually, the only part that I really enjoyed was when I hung it on the wall. Wow. The whole part about the concept and the stress and trying to get the colors right and doing all those things that didn't come naturally to me, as they did to my mother. My mother was an artist. Uh, I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it. So I, I have an experience like that, that that is what would happen. But yeah. I I really enjoy the writing from the beginning to the end to talking about it. I uh, I love all my writer friends who always have great ideas, you know? It's it's a good environment. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: i suppose it depends on each and every person because i think people that do painting as a proper hobby find it relaxing which you know as a non-painter i kind of feel doesn't make sense because it looks so frustrating but i suppose if you've been doing it for a while you know what you're doing
1: oh toby some people just pick up that brush and take off and they never look back Yeah, I just No stress Nothing but joy And I am not One of those people And thankfully I realised that You know Early on Because (laughs) now Ten novels down the line uh, Actually ten books Some of them aren't Actually novels uh, I can see that I made the right decision
2: Now were there any Particular moments Or scenes in the book That were Challenging for you To write
1: I didn't quite Know how To make The events The Wild West shows And the trade shows and everything that Geronimo went to, I had trouble writing them because I thought, this is the truth, but nobody's going to believe it. You know, his his attitudes about how he saw white people at these fairs, for instance, the Ch- the, I think it was the Chicago Fair and all these uh, wonderful fairs that we had, the world fairs. He would look at these people and he just thought there was something wrong with them. You know, you know, I mean, what is wrong with these people? They're in here cramped up, you know, shoulder to shoulder, pushing to get here and pushing to get there. And he said, they never fight. They just look at each other and say, oh, sorry, excuse me. And he said, no blood is spilled. But, you know, that's pretty much his whole attitude. He was amazed and, you know, really kind of fascinated by all the people that he met. And I thought they're never going to believe this, but I think it came out okay. It is—it's it's historical. I could, you know, I could back it up. So uh, another thing he didn't understand was when he went miles and miles and miles uh, through the country uh, uh like on tours and things, and he saw like one little farmhouse. And then lots of land, maybe planted with corn. And he'd say, well, "What's wrong with these people? Don't they have any friends?" You know, I mean, it was just—it was just a whole new world to him. And uh, that—I that, think that was the hardest part.
2: Yeah, throughout the book, Geronimo becomes a keen observer of how the white man thinks, and in particular, the president Teddy Roosevelt. So, how did the adaptation and transformation of his character play a role in the story
1: it was really important toby because not many people realize that although geronimo was a a, what they called a war chief he was never a chief but he was a war chief and he was a strategist and he knew how to win and when he got to uh do the other parts uh you know Uh, be on a reservation of his life, then he had to realize that if he was going to get Teddy Roosevelt to like him and let him go back with his people to Arizona... That he had to um, figure out the white man, and one of the things he noticed was that the white man likes money. Yeah, he really noticed that. Now, see to a Cherokee, uh, money wasn't—they had no place to spend money. So, if they found gold coins, if they did a raid, they would just throw them away or give them to the kids to play with. I mean, that it meant nothing to them. But he noticed that the white man liked money, and so he started charging for all of his appearances that he did. And every time they wanted him to go and uh, help one of president roosevelt's friends uh get a tourist thing started or a wild west show or something like that he charged them and wow. he put all of that money in the bank in his name because he didn't want the government or anybody to be able to take it away from him uh that kind of happened with the cattle they didn't really take it away but they secured it because they were afraid that he had so much money that, you know, the shysters would move in and cheat them out of it. But that really bothered Geronimo that he didn't have control of his money. So that's that was that was one of the things that he observed. And uh, he really he really noticed a lot of different things about them, uh, how how they, you know, did their families, how they raised their families and uh, the church that they went to. He joined uh, a white church because he thought that would help him get in good with Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. I don't think it worked, but he gave it a shot. <laughs> you know, so anyway, he was he's a fascinating man. He was not. Uh, just a just a warrior that you know didn't really have a plan he really he really knew what he was doing
2: of course you are thinking of writing a sequel are there any other books that you're working on even if they're not part of this series
1: toby i do something that's that really tickles me i have fun uh i have a set of they're, they're not connected but i have three different books that i call them my starting over romances oh and i just i just love them um I love to do stories about women that have been through trauma and have survived. And uh, I think they're a lot more interesting than younger girls who really haven't lived yet. and You know, they don't really yeah. have a lot to say. And so I've got three of those that I've finished, and I'm I'm working on another one now that uh, it's got everything. Toby, I'm a character writer. It's got all the characters, and uh, I I write books that have no bombs and you know no vampires and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, when I when I started writing this one, I just liked it. You know the characters clicked so I do a sample chapter beginning chapter and I think about it and I if I like it then I work on it and that that I, I have no plot at that point I just yeah. have characters so that's what I do I start with I start with the characters and if they click then I start working on the plot so far this latest, uh, book that I'm working on doesn't have a plot, but oh. it's it's a heck of a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Do you think it will have a
1: plot at some point? It better. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but no, it always comes about. It always comes about. Uh, I just I like to have. People that, you know, if you write a book and if somebody spends three hours, four hours, whatever, reading your book, you'd like to give them something. Well, you'd like for them to be glad that they're with these people. If these were obnoxious people, who would want to read about that for three yeah. hours? So I try to make it entertaining.
2: Well, this book is, of course, called Geronimo's Laptop. Where are all the places that we're able to get it?
1: Oh, well, mainly on Amazon.com. And uh, my address there is www.amazon.com author slash Janelle Hooper.
2: Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to talk to you.
1: Well, Toby, I've enjoyed meeting you and I, I really thank you for your time. It's, uh, this has been fun.
0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Oh yeah! Hey. yeah. Hey, hey! The throbbing pulse of of sound. sound, sound.